What's up, bitches? We're back. This is Alternate Take, and I am your host. And on today's episode, we had the comedian, the podcaster, Lee motherfucking Syat. Lee uh, is known as the uh, co-host of the Church of What's Happening Now podcast with Joey Diaz. And uh, also owns, well, now he owns his two podcasts, the uh, What Was I Thinking podcast and the Waistline podcast. And just an overall fucking great dude, man. I was super excited to have this on uh, because, fuck, dude, as far as I can remember, man, I, I was always the biggest fan of the church. Uh, the podcast. Not like the church. But yeah, the podcast. And um, it was it was extremely beneficial to my life when I needed it at the right time. And, uh, and, and by that, I mean when you're a kid, uh, you're a fucking moron. You just, you just are. You don't even fucking know you are, but you're dumber than fuck. And your teachers are telling you that, uh, you know, everyone should be treated the same and all this fucking commie bullshit. It's, you get filled with ideas and then you finish college and you don't even know what the fuck you want to do with your life. And you're like, and then you'll say things like, oh, I don't even care about money. I, I want to do something for, for passion. Well, yeah, that's fucking convenient while you live at your parents' house. I don't, I don't want to go down this road. I'm sorry, but because I get emotional when I talk about fucking being young and an idiot. You know why, dude? Because I, I was a young idiot. And I still am. I can't even watch Jeopardy without getting depressed. Like, it's fucking it's embarrassing. Because I every time I watch Jeopardy, I want to shoot myself. Because I don't fucking know one answer to this fucking stupid show. So I don't watch that shit. It's, it's uh, what's, it, what's that shit called? Where it's consciously, conscious denial. I consciously deny how fucking dumb I am. So I get it. But now I'm aware of my, of my lack of knowledge. And I, and I do my best to gain it. I don't, I, I wait till the facts come out on any situation. I don't let the emotions get the best of me. Because when you're a kid, you're a young emotional idiot, man. That's the time you have to really, you know, understand that and then take lessons from those who have been there before who can help you. And that's what the church was. Um, it was a epic podcast for a time when I when I really needed it, man. My head was up my ass and I was, uh, you know, I was I was everything that a young kid is. You know, you're lonely, uh... You have ideas, but you have ball. You have no balls, so you're not trying to risk anything. Uh, you're afraid to take risks. You don't know what you want to do. Uh, your fucking your anxiety levels are up. You're self conscious, and uh, you're a big pussy basically. And when I had the church, it it was like it's like all of us as listeners, we were Lee, and and Joey was talking to us, you know. And it, it was a uh, that along with like you know. I'm talking when I was like 19 to 23 years old, somewhere around there. That along with like Joe Rogan's podcast and and uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, interviews and his lectures and his books and Jocko Willink's, you know, motivational speak uh, speeches and all of his time and all of, all of the stuff he did in other podcasts and the church. I think those are like my four, my rotation of four. They all were very different, but the message was basically the same. You know, fucking um, fucking clean your shoes, man. Take care of yourself. Shine your shit. You know, make sure your gig line's straight. Fucking get up, man. You know, have some pride in yourself. And uh, that's what the church did for me, man. So it was surreal to have Lee on the show. It really was because, uh, like I said, I've, I've been listening to him since I was 19. And all of a sudden, you know, we got to have a cool conversation. And I'll, I'll, be, on a, I'll be on his podcast now, on the Wasteline podcast. Probably be in a couple weeks. And it's, uh, it's cool to know, man, that not everyone in, in that in the entertainment business is, is a is a real cocksucker, you know. And and Lee's definitely not like that, you know. Like, uh, he's the coolest dude. He's not going to McDonald's trying to order egg white delights like you fucking marks out there. He's getting the sausage muffin, the real one, dude, with egg and shit, you know. All you fucking people, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, um, that's it. That's all I really wanted to say, man. Uh, it was I, I wanted to open this up with a thank you. To the church, including, including uh, all the people that listen to that podcast, you know that it's like a fucking small family. Uh, thank you to Lee for coming on the show, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Peace. Oh shit! What's up, Danny? How's it going? What's up, dude? How you been? I'm doing pretty good. Good man. Doing pretty good. It's 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 a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as they say. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Fucking thanks for asking. For those of you who don't know, we got Lee Boom Boom Syat in the fucking building today, man. Hell yeah. 
Oh, I love it, man, dude. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. Of course. I like your studio. Thanks, man. We got gangster around here, dude. Honestly, it, we got it together, I would say, like, pretty quickly. Like, I, I did I did most of this shit on Amazon, and, like, I got it, I think, all set up, like, in one day. I got lucky, man. I was drunk, though. That's why, you know what I mean? I had a okay. Ch- hey. That's what it was. Whatever, whatever you got to do. I uh, I can't hang a shelf, so if <laughs> when, I, when I'm ready to get a studio together, I'll call you. <laughs> Sounds good, man. For those of you guys who don't know, this is uh, Lee Syatt. He is a stand-up comedian, and he is a podcaster. Former co-host of the uh, Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Diaz. And R.I.P. 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 The Church, baby. And we have uh, and he's the owner of his two podcasts now, What Was I Thinking? and The Waistline Podcast. Lee, how are you, brother? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, I'm 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 enjoying this process, and you know, it's uh, I don't have to I don't have to wake up at six in the morning and go to an office. I I get to come upstairs to my mom's little spare loft and 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 sit on a nice comfy chair. It's not bad. How are you doing? Beautiful. I'm doing good, man. Just trying to fucking grind out here, man. Just do some interviews and just uh talk to some good people, man. Which which you are, man. I'm excited to have you here, dude. Let's uh let's start from the beginning, dude. Where'd you uh, where'd you grow up? I mean, I know, but like for the listeners, where'd you grow up and how'd you how did this all start for you, man? Well, I grew up outside of Boston in a very small town called Sudbury. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and I I went to uh, an art school, Emerson College, to learn how to edit uh, TV shows and I thought movies, but um. I never got to to edit any movies. I moved to L.A. right when I graduated and I started working in reality TV shows. I worked on uh, I got I got kind of lucky. I got I worked on America's Funny Some Videos. I worked in Hell's Kitchen. Um, those were my two big ones. Caesar Milan um, worked on some cool shows, but I, I, I love stand up comedy uh, as a fan for my entire life since I was like less than 10 years old. And. I went to shows in L.A., which is it's probably one of the best things about L.A. is that or at least was the stand up comedy scene. And uh, on my drive to L.A., I found podcasts because for all of your younger listeners out there, um, I didn't even have a flip phone. I had an iPod (laughs) and um, there wasn't much on the radio back then. I, I when once you get towards like the middle of the country, there's. Uh, mariachi music and preachers uh, literally just preaching on the radio and there's only so much mariachi you can listen to when you don't speak Spanish so <laughs> I I remember I was in like New Mexico or Arizona I think Arizona and I was on Facebook and I found someone posted I'm almost positive it was like uh, Kevin Smith the, the film director yeah he had a podcast called Smodcast or he might even still have it and I also saw one uh, with Doug Benson called Doug Loves Movies. And I downloaded those on iTunes and I transferred them via USB to, to my iPod. That's how this used to work. Damn. I know. And then I listened and I was hooked. And um, when I was working at America's Funny Some Videos, I found Rogan. And I um, I heard a comedian named Joey Diaz just being his his crazy, funny self. And I wrote him a message on Facebook. And I said... I want to work with comedians, but I don't want to come off as creepy. Uh, do you have any ideas? And he asked me what my ideas were, and we spoke. And I got lucky, and we met, and we spent almost uh, nine years, I guess a little over nine years, working together. Wow, man. That's a crazy story, dude. Holy yes, shit. Yes, it is. It's the yeah, DM. Fuck it. Thank God for Facebook. Yep. Yeah, I man. Got, I got very lucky. And when did you guys officially start the church? Well, we... We did a few things first. We did, um, we recorded an album. We did a, a YouTube, little, a, few, a few YouTube shows, and we uh, did a documentary. We, That's right. Um, we shot a documentary in New York. And then in August of 2012, we, we, we recorded the first episode of The Church. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I remember the documentary. Uh, was it Where I Got My Balls From? That's right, yep. Yeah, thank, oh, I, thank God I wasn't the one who took the picture of his balls, but uh, <laughs> I, I've seen them too many times in my life. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I have PTSD from balls. Everyone has seen Joey's balls. You don't have to even be close to see Joey to fucking see his balls. Everyone's seen them, dude. He he uh, 
He's not he's not ashamed of his balls. He 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 he, he doesn't pop, I don't think he pops out as much anymore, but in nine years I've seen him a couple times. Age will do that to you, man. He gets us all a little bit boring. It is what it is, man. He's a legend, uh, and you can only show your balls for so much. You know, you get used to it. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, he people, he's the only person who shows his balls and, and female comics are excited. They're like, yes, I saw his balls. <laughs> um, he pulled them out on a on a comedy store <laughs> uh, fundraiser right before <laughs> we left L.A. He pulled them out on a Zoom for for the like the, to raise money for the comedy store staff. And and it's it's like it's legendary. So uh, we had a good time. That's fucking funny, man. And uh, I remember. Uh, I wanted to mention, man, like the church, I, I didn't, I didn't actually get into the church for me. Like what I got into podcasting was like, uh, I would say like 2000, like 17, 17 is probably when I got into podcasts and it was, uh, it was a uh, Joe Rogan. It was just the easiest one. It was, it was like a default podcast method. Like he had every different type of guest that you would want, whatever the fuck right. you do, that's what you would hear. And then that same thing I had saw Joey on there and then that's what drew me into the church, man. And the church took over for me more than more than any other podcast, honestly, man, because I would say like during those years were like my funky years, dude. Like I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. Uh, and it sucks when you don't know what you want to do, man, because like people ask you like, so what are you doing? And, and you don't know what the fuck you can make shit up. But the more you make shit up, you sound like an asshole and you sound like kind of like a loser, too. So you're just like, I had to be honest. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. And it sucks not knowing what you want to do. But the church helped with that big time, man. It really did. Especially because, um, your, your guys' dynamic was very unique in the sense that like, it really was, you guys needed each other. I would, I would say like, if Joey didn't have you, it wouldn't have been the same. You needed like that uncle nephew relationship. Cause my brain, the way it works was kind of like your guys' conversations all the time. Like I had the, the young shy kid who's like nervous and trying, trying new things. And I have that side of me all the fucking time. And then I also have the other side who's Joey saying, get up, cocksucker, fucking stop being a pussy, grab your balls. And I have both right. going on at both times. So it's like a, you know, like that monkey with the symbols that just keeps hitting all the time. So it was exactly the conversations I need to hear. And I'm sure I don't know how many thousands of people have told you this over the years. Oh, well, no, it, well, for, it doesn't it doesn't get old. Thank you. It's um, it's weird. My life really didn't change much when I was in L.A. Um, occasionally, people would say that they like the show and. And I got to hang out with Joey, which was awesome. But I, I lived in the same apartment. I I, I, uh, I wasn't getting invited to Hollywood parties or anything. So um, it's always it's a little it, it took a little getting used to to hear that people actually like the show, um, which it, it was it's, a, it's always it's a, it's a huge honor. Um, but I uh, it was definitely Joey's show. He, he was the, 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 the leading force to it. But I, uh, I appreciate that you liked what I did and uh i we had a great time it was uh it was an amazing run oh yeah man it really was dude when it when when like uh when i first got into it too i would just i was like almost like holy shit i was so deprived i needed to go back i would listen to all the old ones and catch up and it, it didn't matter if they were out of date that shit didn't matter like there's times we talk about like football games and i didn't even give a shit i was it was just like the lessons and everything was great you know Right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that it's because uh, I'm going through building my own podcast right now. And I, it's uh, the football thing was funny because we we for a f maybe one football season and not even the whole thing. We should, we did like uh, we actually did three episodes a week, which you normally only did two. And we did like football um, predictions and, 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 and we, we we made we like had bets and I, I don't think we picked one winner the entire time <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think we I, don't, I think every every pick we had lost so we didn't do that very long it was all the chiba chews and the gummy bears that's what <laughs> oh my god yeah those those will those will have you making crazy uh actually joey had a rule later on he said i can't i couldn't come up with any more ideas when i was high because those <laughs> things when i got high i just come up with crazy ideas of how to like not 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 like get rich quick schemes but just ideas for the podcast ideas for life and and then you wake up the next day and you look at your notes. You're like, what was I talking about? <laughs> how, how many milligrams do you think if you had to take an estimate that you consumed of THC while on the, while on the church? I don't know. I have a joke on my artwork that it's over a million, but we, for like four to five years, I would guess 
we did two a week, so that's a hundred or something a year, and we did <laughs> between fifteen to two thousand every time. So if you want to do that math, I'm on. We did a lot. I, it, Oh shit! I think we're lagging out here. You still, you good? You can hear me now. I can hear you now. Yes. All right. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It cut out like right in the middle. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. It still says you're muted, but I can hear you. I don't know what that's about. Um, there uh, you go. Great. All right. Cool. Um. So, uh, not to not to gross any of your listeners out, but um, we the, the and it's funny how how popular they became. But we we had these edibles that Joey nicknamed the Stars of Death, which were just gummies with uh, either 125 or 200 milligrams in them. And we always took the 200s. But I, I, to eat 2,000 of them, you had to eat 10 of these gummies. And I was doing it so much that when I would go number two, it would smell like gummy bears <laughs> on a regular basis. Like, it, uh, it, it, was, it was a wild time. It's funny because when I was growing up, we had a, I was always like a, the oldest cousin. Like, not really, because I had an older brother, but my older brother was, like, too far from all my younger cousins in age. So I was basically, like, their big brother. So I had one big brother, but I had, like, fucking seven, I guess, quote, unquote, little brothers in my life. And a lot of them were, like, you know, uh, not as confident, not as... Uh, I got very lucky. I had parents who were just fucking... It just the most charismatic people of all time, man. All they, They're just the life of the party. They're super confident. Like you can't, you can't be a fucking a nervous wreck around people like that. They just, everything's confidence. So I had little cousins and I had to always do this shit to them. So was, that's what made me laugh the most is like when we ha have a little cousin, I swear to God, we would do this shit to them all the time. We'd, we'd switch the wrappers, same shit, the same shit. Like if it was a hundred milligrams, how was... dare you? <laughs> so when I saw it, it would make me die laughing. Like he don't even talk to us anymore, man. We traumatized him. He's gone. He left the family. Oh my God. I, uh, <laughs> I had this person who kept emailing me who kept saying I should sue Joey for what he for, for changing the rappers. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think that would be a good career move to sue Joey. Um, but no, it's uh it's it's hard to get too upset when you're having a good time. Oh yeah. It was I mean, come on, the least the least I at video in outer space. That's the fucking best video of all time. That one my mom is not a huge fan of, but uh, it, <laughs> when 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 Rogan puts it on his podcast a couple of times and gets a few million hits, it's a uh, uh, there's nothing much you can do about it. Oh man. What, what were like, uh, like you say your, your favorite episodes. Cause I would say for me, I, I really loved, uh, the live podcasts. Those were awesome. Especially like uh, fun, yeah. with, uh, with Vinnie Curdo and the, one of the early ones I fucking love. Yeah. Them, dude. Oh yeah. You're, you're old school, man. I'm I, old. I haven't school, heard, man. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that one brought up in a while. Yeah. All, um, it's so hard to pick out favorites. All of Ralphie Mays were really great. Um, RIP. All right, of course. R.I.P. Um, it was amazing to meet Mike Tyson. He was really fun. Um, Henry Rollins was actually one of my favorites. It's it not made. It, it wasn't because we did a bunch that were super funny, but Henry Rollins was a great conversation. He was a great guy. Um, Gabriel Iglesias is the last one. All of Theo Vaughn's were always fun. Uh, Kate Quigley was crazy on there. Um, I'm trying to think of any other when we, um when when we got uh, Nick Totoro and um what's his name? I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. The basketball guy. Um uh fuck. I can't think of him. Whatever his name is, you know, he gets he he not everyone loves him, so he he gets a lot of hate on the internet sometimes, but uh Nick Turturro and him, they're both from New York, and that was a fun episode. They started dancing at the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was uh, – it was, there's too many to count. There's a lot of times that I didn't – I don't remember a lot of episodes Yeah. Um, from, from all the THC. So uh, if I'm leaving anybody out, we had a lot of fun. Ari Shafir was always great. Uh, Eddie Bravo was a blast. We had a lot of great guests. Yeah, man. Of all of them, which one would say is like the most like – behind the scenes the coolest down to earth because i know people ask that fucking question where they're like who's like the dick like that's a that's that's a fucking dumb question to ask somebody but like who was like the one where like he was genuinely like the same off off of him like the coolest dude and like really was like man this is a genuine genuine fucking cool famous person 
Well, I, I got lucky that there really weren't too many. The only guy who I and he, I wasn't even that mad at him, but um, and so when we released at the end the, on the last episode, is Polly Shore just kept touching me when he came on. <laughs> I, I didn't lie. I'm not a huge fan of being touched, so that one was the only weird. But he wasn't a bad guy. He just kept touching me. Yeah. Um, uh, the the coolest guys. Um, I'm gonna go. If I have to pick one, and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pick two or two guys that I just mentioned. Uh, Henry Rollins was like the coolest guy that like I had no experience with. Like he he wasn't like he would him and Joey weren't angry at each other, but they weren't friends before they. He just came on the podcast and he talked with me about uh, visiting Japan for a long time after the podcast, which I was I was super thankful for. And um, Ralphie, Ralphie was the one of my only regrets was one of my times I was on a diet, Ralphie came and our office was literally next door to an in and out. And I got high and I I always had to I had to put the podcast up um right after. And so I, I usually ran and did that. But Ralphie, we were hanging out outside after the podcast and Ralphie said, Hey, do you want to come to In and Out with me and get a, a couple burgers? And I said, I said, no, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't I'm on a diet and I'm I have to go get some work done. And uh, I, 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 I'm just, I should have, that would have been a fun night, that fun time. I should have done that. But Ralphie was always very kind to me. Uh, you can hear it through his voice, man. He, he was the kindest person there was, man. There's not a person who's had a bad word to say about him, man. There really wasn't. He was no, there. he was, he was, a, he was a funny guy. He was a, him and Joey together were, were like two brothers. And, uh, and it was, it was awesome to, to get to be a part of that. Yeah, man. That, well, just to be a part of the whole comedy store scene during those, during those legendary years, man, like, like you said, like, it's not the same anymore. And, and I don't know if it ever comes back to the way it used to be. Um, and I kind of doubt it, but those, I would say like from 2000, like, it, I mean, they go over in the documentary, like from 2000, like 13 to like two until COVID, it was literally, it was insane, dude. I, I, I explain it to, to people. Like the easiest way to explain it is like, uh, you have your Dodgers, your Red Sox, you have your angels, you have all these, you have all these stadiums where people play. But this was the batting cages. This is where all the best hitters came to do their fucking their hits. And you get to watch Mike Trout. You get to watch your Red Sox, Ralphie Devers. You get to watch all these guys just fucking drop hits. And that's it. And they all get 15 minutes. And, you know, if it ever comes back, I doubt it. But um, what's uh, what's your prediction for that? Like, do you think comedy comes back to the way it used to be? I hope so. Um, that was probably the coolest thing about my time in L.A. other than the church is A., like I was there the night because uh, I went with Joey a lot. Um, I was there the night he went back to the store after seven years not being there. Um, I got one of the luckiest things about my very brief comedy careers. I got to perform at the store a few times. Yeah, I saw um, you there a couple of times, which was amazing. Um, and I hope so. I, I mean, I, I know a lot of comics left L.A. And I, and I mean, I'm not even on that list. I had just started my third year. Um, but I think especially after the year plus we just had, and who knows, it might be another six months or, or who, how long until we, if things fully come back, it might even be longer, but I think people are sick of being at home and they need to laugh. So it, it might take, it might take the rest of this year. Um, who knows? And, and, but there's a lot of great comics in LA who weren't getting the spots that um, I'm well deserved is a weird word. They definitely comedically were funny enough, but with all the people who were in LA, whether it was Rogan or Joey or um, well, Burr's still there, but with all those people at the store, there wasn't a lot of, there's only so many 15 minute spots you can give out. And one of the exciting things for the people who got to stay in LA is, or who decided to stay in LA um, is that there's going to be a lot more opportunity when this, when this finishes. So I, I'm, I'm excited for them and hope that they, they, their careers take off and, and they, uh, they blow up. Uh, And uh, like, of course, Rogan, is one of the best comics out there. Joey, one of the best. Um, but I think that I, I'm hoping that there's room for for more of it. I don't know if 
it is weird. It's going to be weird the first couple times we're in a room with 500 other people. I haven't been in a room with that many people in, God, over a year. Um, and that's probably going to freak me out a little bit. But I'm, I love comedy. It'd be, it would be, I would understand if they decided to close the store. Um, but I hope they don't. Yeah, dude, me either, man. That was when I, like I said, when I was going through my, my funk years, I was the only in that fucking, I would look forward to every week, man. I would, I would get a ticket for a Wednesday or Thursday. I couldn't wait to just go to like to Carney's, get a dog and a beer real quick, walk in. And, uh, I mean, fuck, do I have a whole, like a kind of like a wall of fame in my house of just all these fucking pictures? Cause I got the idea from the store. You walk in, you see everyone's pictures and it's, it's the same shit, man. And it's, I hope you, you are right though. I, it is going to provide a lot of opportunity for the new comics and, and hopefully they take it and fucking run with it. I mean, like dude, when, when uh, it's not the way you thought you're gonna get the opportunity, you know, no one fucking predicted this shit, the COVID or whatever, but, um, but fuck it. If it's, if it's in your lap, take advantage, you know, jump on it. And then, and I would, I would be there every fucking day if I could, you know, if, if I was yeah. already getting spots there, I'd be there every fucking day. Cause now, you're right. There's the Theo Vaughn's not there. Theo Vaughn's not there. Joe Rogan's not there. You're, you're getting spots that you would have never got before. So right. hopefully, hopefully it does create some killers out of that. And it's the I new wave. Well, I hope so. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is like the, they're going to be new to us, but they're they're already killers. Like one of my, my favorite comedians ever is Steve Simone and he's been doing it 20 years and he just uh, he's in Florida right now uh, with his parents, but he'll um, well, he bought he moved his parents in. he's not like I'm living with my parents. He <laughs> he bought a house and moved his parents in because he's an amazing person. But he's also one of the most prolific comedians out there. I, I, I worked on it was either three or four. I think it was three of his CDs, um, maybe even four. Yeah, it was four. And they're all new, all completely clean and like fall out of your chair laughing funny. And just because uh, the entertainment industry isn't fair, not a lot of people know who he is. Not as, definitely not as many people who should. Uh, he should be selling out stadiums to, to families. Um, so he's talked about maybe going back there some of the time. Um and some of these people, like Jerry Roach is another one of them. Um, they, they, they've been doing stand-up for so long that they're hysterically funny and they have a whole huge catalog of, it's like you said with the church, going back to the beginning, because you haven't heard it, they could go back and have five, six plus hours that no one's ever heard before. Um, so... I, 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 as comedy fans, we're almost kind of lucky. Yeah, dude, I agree, man. Steve Simone is, he's a, he's a fucking legend. And in the, un, which is so weird. You're right. It's like an unknown legend. As a, as a church fan, everyone knows Steve Simone. He's a regular, but, um, he is genuinely one of the funniest fucking people out there. Jerry Roach is super funny too. And, uh, I saw like, a even I saw recently Mike Catherwood even, uh, was on your podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, was giving you respect saying like you kind of whipped him into shape saying that like you kind of opened his eyes a little bit, which is great, dude. Well, they, Mike, I, I was a huge fan of Mike. That's how I'm basically ripping Mike off with the waistline. I'm I'm doing love line, but with with uh, losing weight. And uh, I used to listen to Mike when I was in high school on my on my desktop computer in, in Boston. I would stream love line. And when I moved to L.A. Um, or not when I moved to L.A., when I started doing comedy because of Sam Tripoli, another one who is like he's I, I, I you mentioned that comedy store documentary. Uh, and, and I, a, it was amazing. I'm super glad that they did it. Um, but Sam Tripoli in a weird way is sort of like the new Sam Kinison, not the same material and not exactly the same style, but like late night, dirty, dark, raunchy, like, and good and very hysterically funny. And he's also one of the nicest people out there took me under his wing and, and brought me to a bunch of shows and, um, and I think the first time I met, it was, it was the two mics. It was Mike, uh, Catherwood and Mike Tully, who is the, uh, the co-host on, on the Jason Ellis show. We did a, a little rock club in Santa Barbara and we met and we ended up doing a bunch of shows together. And Mike, both mics, Catherwood and Tully are both hysterically funny. And, 
And um, it was very, I was honored when, when Mike Catherwood said those things about me. That's great, man. Especially you're right about Sam Tripley too. He, he generally is the nicest guy. I, I went to a, I went to the store. I want to say like 2000, like 2018. And um, I didn't have tickets. I just felt like, I just felt like going, I was like, maybe I'll stand in line and see what the fuck happens. It was like a Wednesday. And uh, my, but my, oh, that's right. My buddy was going and he's like, you want to come with me? I only have one, but it was just for him. I was like, yeah, I'll go and see what the fuck happens. And if they don't, I'll just take an Uber back. And I, I get down there and we're waiting in line. The guy's like, uh, sorry, man. Like we don't have any room. I was like, oh shit. And at the time I think I had a Twitter and I, and I had posted like, man, trying to get into the store. couldn't get in. Like, you know, fuck it. I tried. And somehow he saw my tweet and he said, don't worry, I'll get you in. And I was like, oh shit. Like Sam trip. Like I was the biggest fan of the tinfoil uh, podcast. And I've obviously heard him a thousand times in the church and then on Rogan and whatnot, fighting the kid. And I was like, holy, is this, is this serious? Like, it, and I had to look up. I thought it was like a burner account or someone fucking spam or something like that. Right. And it was, and it was Sam. And I, I went back up and I was like, hey, uh, I think I'm on a list. And he's like, oh, yeah, he just came up here. He said that your name's on here and you're in. I was like, dude, like that's insane. Wow. Yeah, the coolest dude ever. Man. I'm sure he doesn't even remember because I'm sure he's done that for plenty of people. Like, I'm sure that's just what he does on a daily on a daily basis, man. Like when when he's when he uh when he said his goodbyes for uh for you guys when everyone was leaving when Joey's going to Jersey and I, dude, I, that got me emotional, man. That was that was a very intense thing, dude. It was. It was uh I mean Joey and Sam knew each other for I don't know, 15, 20 years, something like that. And um it was just all it was very I mean, we knew, I think, from a month and a half, maybe two months. The the last year's kind of been a blur, but we didn't we knew for a while. It wasn't like, hey, we're leaving tomorrow, but it was kind of quick that we left. Um, and um, especially when you've built a life there that uh, that you have all these friends and, and then just suddenly you're not going to see them that much anymore. And even if we didn't see each other that often in LA because everyone's busy and doing stuff. Like I remember one night uh, when I was eating whatever I wanted to, I stopped on the way home from comedy and uh, there's a place on sunset called Joe's pizza, which was great. And I pulled up there and Sam Tripoli pulled up right behind me and, and we chatted while we waited for our slices and uh, got our pizzas and, and drove off. But, and it's, it's sad that that isn't going to happen right now, but, um, but I, I, I don't, I wasn't a huge fan of L.A. L.A. was never really my favorite city, but I missed the people. The, the people that are the friends that I got to make were were, uh, were were amazing. I think I think as outsiders looking in, that's what we we liked the most was the camaraderie between all the comedians and, and all and, and whatnot. And it sucks because it, it definitely has not like because the physical aspect, like people were leaving, but it but it but it hit. Uh, like an abrupt end pretty quick within the last like year or two due to all like the cancel culture shit and people kind of like just bad mouthing other friends that no one thought was happening. And it just kind of got messy. And I think that's kind of what people want to see come back. People want to see the camaraderie where you're like, you know, if things happen, uh, there's accusations or whatnot, like at least let's wait for the facts come out. Let's be patient. Let's just tell tell your, tell your friend you love them. Let's see, let's see what happens first. And then and let's see what the truth is before. But it, I think that kind of threw everybody off for for a while because everyone was like, man, like these are all like the, that's what made the comic store so special. Is not only the comedians were amazing, but it felt like a family atmosphere. Like everyone was like cheering everybody on. Every comedian had the other comedians back and you wanted that guy to do good. And then it kind of turned into like what it what it used to be. What Rogan always says what it used to be, where it was like a doggy dog mentality. So hopefully that comes back, man, because that that stuff, that's something that people can see from the outside that. Oh, like the the culture is dying down a little bit and hopefully it comes back a little bit, you know? Oh, I, I hope so. It's um that's one of my favorite things about the documentary is just uh that they were able to capture it. Uh, like a real a real huge time in comedy history. And now that we don't have even a fraction of it, um, or barely a fraction of it, it's it was it was just nice to go watch that um and 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 remember and then i mean the 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 old stuff was great too um very informative but but getting to just look at i mean god you i mean like you said it was honestly like you you, in your head or at least in my head i think that the weekends are going to be the big comedy nights friday saturday and the people who knew knew that tuesday through thursday 
and especially Tuesday were the biggest nights at the comedy store. So, I mean, where else in the world? I mean, I guess maybe New York is big. on. I don't even know if New York's big on Tuesday. It probably is. They have a lot of great comics, too. But those are probably the only two places in the world that have the level of comic for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah, it's it's uh, 20 bucks and two drinks. It's 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 the best deal in town. It is, dude. I, I went on a Tuesday one time. I saw, I think headlining was, I think it was Joey and uh, Tom Segura. And the rest of the lineup were just like a bunch of killers, but like they weren't as popular. And Louis C.K. surprise drop in. Dave Chappelle surprise drop in. Martin Lawrence surprise drop in. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how is this even oh, real? Wow. I, know, I never got to see Chappelle there. That's uh, he, he always showed up super late. And I, I, I never got to see one of those. But um, I, I mean, yeah. The the Chris Rock and Steve. I mean, this was in the documentary, but Chris Rock and Steve Martin, when they hosted the Oscars, were running jokes there like the night before. Um, then you name it, everyone everyone was at the store at some point. <laughs> Fucking great place. I was laughing. You ever did uh, Joey ever get a girl to fart in your face? <laughs> no, thank God, thank God. No, no animal did that. <laughs> Oh my god! I would just howl laughing hearing him talk about that shit. Jesus Christ, man! Leave. Got to get yeah. a girl to fart in your face. What are you talking about? I, I know. He and he was so convinced. And another like, like <laughs> everyone else wanted it to happen, but thankfully, uh, thankfully, no one ever said yes to that because they all, all, all the nice ladies out there have too much, too much class. Thank God, women. Thank God, women are better than men. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> Although I wish I could be gay because it's. Uh, our buddy Eric Roach. That was actually probably one of the last, one of the last really like hysterically funny episodes, where we all just laughed the entire time. Is my buddy Eric Rocha came on? Uh, we called the episode a Gay Pride or something. I'm almost positive. Yeah, Eric Rocha, and we just laughed the entire time. But he, uh, he's he was my from like oh I think he even brought me up maybe my my first time ever doing well not first time ever because I I did a, a little bit before. But first time at the fourth wall, he brought me up and uh, he he took me to my first gay bar and, and, <laughs> and, and was uh, just showed me how I if it was a choice, I would have I would have uh, I would have switched because <laughs> he, he was having more fun than than I've had. He had more fun in a week than I have had in my entire life. Uh, yeah, he's he's fucking hilarious, man. He's yes, he is. And you wouldn't expect it, man. But yeah, his a couple of times in the church, it were they were just fucking lights out, drop dead, funnier than fuck, man. The fourth wall, I went there a couple of times. The places right there in uh, North Hollywood. I actually, oh, yeah. I, I only went there just because you guys mentioned on the podcast. And I was like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna go there and see. Oh, what that's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, thank God you didn't go more than one because I mean, I I love it. It was my it was my version of the comedy store uh, as an open micer, which I I still am, um, but. The problem with the, the problem or the great thing, like if you're going to go to an open mic as a fan, which is crazy, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but if you are going to go, go stoned because it'll make it funny. But it's also you have to realize like these are people who like, like I went up after a homeless dude in the library once. Like there's homeless people there. There's little like literally insane people there. Um, so like I wouldn't don't go thinking you're going to get like like comedy store level comedy you're gonna get people working at, at best you're gonna get people working stuff out but there were nights there were some nights that especially when it was like a good a good crowd of people that we all knew each other and loved each other that uh we had we got we got some pretty good laughs there it was it was a good time it was yeah. uh i definitely i definitely we'll, we'll see i've been fighting uh i don't want to jinx myself but i've been fighting unemployment since august and I filed an appeal in December because when I switched my address, they didn't like it. And um, and I finally I filed an appeal. And like three days ago, in middle of in the middle of April, I got a, a notice that they finally have sent my appeal to the next level, and I might have to come out to California to to get my my cash. Um, but if I do, I'm gonna stop by the fourth wall and and uh, and see everybody fuck yeah man that's awesome so uh tell me about your new podcast now tell me how those are going now they're going great 
Um, the one that I've been doing since about November is called What Was I Thinking? And originally I was going to go through and um, do like a companion podcast to the church episodes. But uh, as we were talking about, and this is, it just isn't a joke, I legitimately don't remember a lot of it. Um, <laughs> so I just, I, I don't like Joey was saying, oh, you should say what you were thinking at this moment. And there are just ones that I have no recollection of. So um, I started it off with just solo episodes, me going through what I was thinking. Um, some of them were funnier than others. Some of them were more serious. Um, but in the last few months, I've started to have guests on. Uh, like I had Josh Potter on. I had George Perez from the church on. Uh, I had a comedian buddy of mine named Johnny Mitchell who talked about selling a million dollars of weed a year before he, he went to prison. Um, oh shit. I know. So those are, those are some of my favorites. Um, I just had Rye Dune on from vine, which was great. Um, but the one, not that I'm more excited about it, but the one that I'm, I'm really excited about right now is like I said earlier that I'm, I'm, I'm ripping off my Catherwood and Dr. Drew uh, from love line. And I'm doing something called waistline because in in December of 2020, I weighed 336 pounds, and I'm five foot four. I was basically a human kettlebell, um, <laughs> and I, I've struggled with weight my entire life. And I decided again that it was time to to take it off. I mean, I've lost weight seven or eight times, but I always like I did juice fasts, I did Nutrisystem, I, I've done everything. And this time I'm actually trying to do it the right way. I'm just counting calories and a few workouts a week. And uh, so far I'm down, I'm weighing in later today, but I'm down around 66, 67 pounds, something like that. Um, and I, the way where well, the waistline is, is I'm, I'm having people on. I, a, I told my story of how I lost weight. And then, and then I'm having a mixture of people who have already lost weight on like I, today, like literally today, obese to beast, John Glaude from YouTube uh, came out. I have a, a dietitian coming out. I have today. I'm interviewing somebody from the biggest loser. So I'm just trying to build something for people like me who have a lot of weight to lose or, um, maybe they already lost the weight or, or whatever the case may be, but I'm just trying to build a, a little community. So when I'm ripping off Loveline, I last week, I probably did about 10 to 12 listener call-ins and I'm going to stitch them together and, and build a, a, some podcasts with, with people who listen to the show. So uh, it's, as you know, building a podcast is a, a long process and you got to play with the formats and, 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 it takes a lot to get people to listen, but I'm I'm hopeful that in 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 the next year or two that it'll it'll hopefully even be bigger than what was I thinking? That's beautiful, man. That's honestly a fucking that's a huge service you're doing to people, man. Legitimately, because there are a lot of people that that when it comes to losing weight, they don't want to listen to people who are in shape because they're like, "Fuck off! I don't want to hear anything you have to say." Um, because sometimes we get in our heads that they don't know what. They don't know. They don't have the problems I have. They don't have the fuck. They don't have a bad metabolism. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All they do. I have a buddy. He pissed me off. My roommate. He's the fucking. Uh, he's the producer of the show. He's an asshole because he can eat any fucking frozen food he wants, any fast food, and he don't gain weight. And it pisses me off because let's can, kill him. Let's. I'll come. I'll come by and you grab the legs. I'll grab the arms and we'll stab him. Let's just kill him with stars of death. Let's just fucking yeah, put some wrappers on him. Give him a 500 milligram and just fuck him up, dude. Because I'm with <laughs> you on that, dude. Because he all he has to do is just like lifts. And, and that's it. He'll keep his eight pack. He'll eat McDonald's. Talk about don't matter. And that pisses me off. I, I eat one fucking piece of bread and I goes, it's two pounds to my ass right away. Like a fucking woman or to wait, my wait. you look great to me, man. I, I, you're, you're, I, if I, if I was your body type, I wouldn't be wearing clothes right now, but, uh, <laughs> I, it's tough. I, a lot, a lot of people like Joey and Steve Simone were very, um, supportive of me and were wanting me to lose weight. Um, but you're right. And it's not part of it's like, I don't want to listen to you, but it's also the thing that I think the reason why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it is it's every, what I'm learning 
even though I knew it, what I'm really being confirmed is that it's a it's almost all mental. Um, uh, there there definitely is, and that includes like they the they put the way that the, how much sugar and the chemicals they put in it's made to addict you to it, um, and and all of that, but also it's it's just some people are wired differently and the people who who may might be in shape like for me i had a bunch of people offer to train me for free and i took them up on it for a while um but then they out of no fault of their own they're just like well yeah we like they would talk to me about diets and they'd say well yeah what i'm having today is i'm having some quinoa and some some boiled chicken and, and some some broccoli and i have that twice a day every day and i lo- uh, you could lose a whole bunch of weight and i i'm just not wired like that i wish i was i wish i wish i could i could eat like that and and just use food as fuel or or do workouts like do like like this one guy had tried to have me do box jumps and i have i have the legs of a of a toddler my my legs are my i barely have like one of my favorite kevin hart jokes is when he says he doesn't have knees like i have knee like he would jump out of his car and just kind of flop out um uh i barely have knees i'm like i'm like a pug um and i can't i just jumping is not going to happen for me so the what i'm doing now um i've been very lucky since uh december i've had a patreon um of just to keep me accountable and I do uh, live zooms with them four or five days a week. Like today is a a walk day. So I'll take an hour long walk with them. Um, Sometimes people do work out with me, but a lot of times we're, they're just there to chat and um, it makes it go by a lot quicker. It makes it a, a lot more of a fun experience. So I, uh, I'm doing it a way that's sustainable for me. I'm not killing myself at the gym. I'm going to start going a little bit more. I mean, you see all these videos of um, Action Bronson destroying it in the gym right now. He's a beast, Ethan, man. Yeah, Ethan Supley. Supley? Supley? Um, he lost, God, hundreds of pounds and is, is now a, a, like a, a ripped. Like a, he, he's, he could play in the NFL now. Yeah, he. In fact, I remember he his podcast or his episodes with you guys were actually like one of the cool. I think he, at least twice or once or twice. I know once for sure. Yeah, he, I think he came on once. Um, but and he was he, he was in a lot better shape when he came on with us. But now I think his his the name of his podcast is like American Glutton or something. I, I I'm blanking on the exact name, but he has a great podcast. And if you see pictures of him, he literally looks like a like a those strength guys that like lift big heavy boulders and put them on pedestals. Yeah, on, e, on ESPN at three in the morning. He he's a he's a monster now in a in a good way. And um, so I'm gonna I, I'm probably gonna start doing a little bit more of a workout. But uh, what I've learned because I, I my brother um and I have reconnected over this because uh he actually he was uh Gary V's trainer. Gary Vaynerchuk's oh, trainer shit. for like three or four years, and he he shot to to fame. He has like eight hundred thousand people on Instagram. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so he's helped me uh, on my Patreon, just kind of giving me advice about what to eat and and what what not to. And what what I've heard for years and what's just been true is not that working out doesn't help. It definitely it definitely helps, and it's good to to be active but the majority of losing weight is what you eat and um i'm uh i'm just learning what works for me and i still get to eat pretty normally the only thing i really miss is dessert but um i have i've lost about just over 65 pounds and i probably have to lose another 100 at least that's good, man. And that, and honestly, man, like I said, it's it's different for everybody. It's a tough. I I was always in shape my whole life, and then I got fat as fuck. I got like a hundred pounds heavier than I was now. And and wow, only, yeah, man, yeah. So I'm I'm with you on that. So um, when did you lose the weight? 
around that time, 2016, 2017 is when I lost, I lost like 80 pounds in like one year. Good for you, man. Yeah, man. I'd love to you. have you on waistline. I'll have you oh, on waistline for sure. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, man. It was, like I said, I, I was a, I was a baseball player my whole life. And then uh college came and like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I just sat down and I ate and uh, I gave myself a pity party, you know, and I, I just said uh, it and it sucked. It sucked ass, but it was it sucked, but it was delicious while you were doing it, though. Fuck it felt yeah, good. It when it you were doing strong. it, you're like, God, these. So uh, I know this is I just I, I live vicariously through other people. When you were gaining the weight, what, what was your go to? Like, what would you eat? Oh, my God. OK, so it, it, it was fucked up. I, I, it was a lot of things. But if I really wanted to fuck it up, I'm going in and out. I'm probably getting I'm probably getting two. I would do three by twos. Like I don't need three fucking cheese on every fucking bird. So two cheese is enough. So I'll do three by twos. I okay. get the animal fries, animal style fries. Well done. Cause I like the, right. I like them. They're crunchy. Oh, you and I would have had a good time. I, <laughs> I didn't discover. I never got the animal fries that like, right as I left, I finally got the animal style burger. And I was like, why didn't I get this the whole goddamn time? Oh, um, good. Cause in and out for those of you who don't know, in and out, it has a huge following and like, Unless you get there at like 11 in the morning, and even sometimes then, there's going to be like a 20, 30-minute wait. You can't get in and out that oh, often. Especially you guys um, are out by Burbank, which is every in and out is fucking packed on those. Oh, it's, a, it's obnoxious. Um, but a couple times a month, I'd probably go. But uh, I would get two double-doubles. I, didn't, I never went for the extra patties. I probably should have. Um, Take that lettuce out because the lettuce got hot. So fuck that lettuce. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I would get I would get the same thing. I'd get well done fries and I'd add cheese to them. And even a, it's funny when I know that I'm going off track diet wise when I start adding to my order. <laughs> towards the end, I'd get two fries. Oh shit! Fuck yeah! yeah. Towards, towards the end, because I was like, I want to put some fries in the sandwich. I know I, I all, all these all you know what actually I really miss, um, which is actually a good place is the habit the habit burger. Oh yeah, the habit's good, man. Actually, their fries are really good, and I mean it could have been healthy, but again I would I would get like two sandwiches and two orders of fries. Yeah, and just and just go to town. I mean They're... those I'm not blaming edibles, but. <laughs> edibles i i had a joke when i was doing stand-up and it, it wasn't ready because it was it was the, i had the thought of it i hadn't worked it out and it was kind of people thought it was mean but it was just true it's like i didn't i i think like uh I, the way i said it was like i think fat people shouldn't be allowed to smoke weed because it's just weed is it's such a performance enhancing drug for me i one time <laughs> i actually ate so much mexican food like i, I puked a couple times on edibles Cause I got too high or whatever. Yeah. But one time. And I, I never went back and it was actually a pretty good place. But one time I just ate so much Mexican food that I puked. Like I just, <laughs> I literally just, I had nowhere else to go. Oh man. Yeah. We, that's the best part about Southern California. There's a lot of shitty things. The taxes are high. It's homeless people fucking everywhere, but fuck man, people are beautiful. And the food is, is the best, man. We had, a, we had a spot right. where I grew up. Uh, in Pico Rivera, it was called Jim's. I think they changed it to uh, to Dino's now, but they had fries called DUI fries because they're worth yeah. getting a DUI over. And these uh, and these fries were it was chili cheese fries with carne asada, okay. pastrami, and bacon on them. Damn. Yeah. So they they're it's a it's a it's cancer in a fucking meal. And I that yeah. was one of my that was one of my fucking my go tos too when I was big. But oh, there's nothing better than carne asada fries. Carne oh. asada fries are heaven. The pastrami and bacon on them? Are you fucking kidding me? It was ridiculous. But that that one I, I haven't tried, but I'll I'll take your word for it. Oh yeah, we'll get you some DUI fries when you come back to LA. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was uh listening to uh to Joe Rogan. It was listening to Jocko Willink. It was listening to Jordan Peterson, and it was listening to the church. It was like you. It was like that circle of four. They're all so different. All all lessons are different, but basically the same, saying the same thing. And um. And that's what that's what changed it all for me, man. And when it when I when I finished, I wanted to uh, I wanted to run a marathon, which I thought would be pretty cool. And uh, and I kind of did it, and I did this on purpose too. It was it's psychotic, but I didn't train for it. And the reason I didn't train for it is because I wanted it to be like fucking super hard. Like I had done all this work, and like I sacrificed. Like I didn't see my friends for like a year. 
Like I, I just fucking, I went to work and I worked out every fucking day. Even if it was something, even if it was a small workout, like run a mile. Like I was like, I just need to make sure I, that I'll do something every day and the soreness will go away. And it did about like three weeks later of me working out every day, soreness was gone. But at the end of it all, like I, it was my birthday. It was, uh, it was the day after my birthday, I believe. Yeah. Like it, that was another thing. It was like, I had just, my birthday was coming up December 30th and I wanted to run, uh, the next day, which is new year's Eve. There's a new year's Eve marathon up in long beach. And I had to like go to sleep early on my birthday. It was like depressing, but I was like, you know, I worked all hard. I worked hard for this shit and I wanted to earn it. So I think like around, I think the most miles I ran before that was like six. I ran like six miles before that. And now I'm running fucking what? What's a marathon? 26? 20, 26.2. Yeah. yeah. That's a long fucking run. Yeah. I got to, when I got to mile 14, I think that's when the pain really was, it was, it was insane. Like, I didn't know that I had certain muscles in my feet that fucking hurt like this. Uh, I didn't know you needed salt tablets. I was cramping all over the place. I couldn't even walk. And from mile 14 to mile 20 was like the biggest pain in my life. But the weirdest thing happened, dude, after mile 20, like it all went away. It was just like that. It's all in your head. It's like what you said earlier. It's all mental. Like um, we all create these bridges when you're trying to do something difficult and we trick ourselves into thinking that we can't get there. And then we trick ourselves into thinking the day is longer than what it really is. It's like when you go to work and you have an eight hour shift, hour two or three, you're like, fuck this. It's miserable. Yeah, I hated that. You're like, I worked for six hours today, and then you look down, it's been eight minutes. You're like, fuck. Yeah, it's uh, the worst. But then when it's but, hour seven, you have an hour left, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Your mindset changes. You hustle through. You're like, it's just an hour left. Right. I can do an hour. No big deal. And so you, you ran the full marathon? And I ran the full marathon, man. Yeah, I finished. Damn. Uh, it was like, I didn't try to run it fast, none of that stuff. I just wanted to run it and not stop. And it was four hours and like 45 minutes. Dude, that's, oh. are you in a wheelchair right now? I only see you sitting <laughs> down. Are you? I, I, do you still have legs? Nah, dude. I I don't know how I did it, man. I, it was wow. uh, it was really cool, and I've I've kept it up ever since, man. So now I'm not oh, like wow. a fitness yeah. expert or like some fucking runner. I I ran another marathon again the next year. It's just now it's a yearly thing, but I don't fucking run. I don't really do it. I just Ugh. I just, I manage now. I get to where I got the weight I wanted to get to, and now I just manage. If I gain ten, right. I'll lose ten. Gain ten, lose. Oh. 10. I'm looking forward to to being able to maintain, but I, I, I don't want to to limit myself. But I'm very comfortable saying that I will never run a marathon. <laughs> but um, I've never really run in my life. I, I ran. I, I did. I know I wasn't good and I wasn't on varsity. But in high school, for a couple of years, I played sports and we had to run for that um, a few laps. But <clears throat> I. Um, I have a goal when I, when I, when I, I, my first, my next goal for the weight loss is to get to a hundred pounds down, which is just under 35 pounds. And I, and I'm trying to do it by my birthday, which is at the end of July. And when I, no matter, even if I don't hit that goal, which I think I will, but no matter when I hit that goal, um, I'm going to start running a little bit and I want to run a 5k. Nice. That's great. What, three place. and a half miles. And and I I only want to run one. I only want to one. I want to run one. And um, God, that's funny. That's a Pete Holmes joke. Where he says we won one one. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I want to run one five k just to to teach to prove to myself that I could do it. Uh, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know if since high school i ever have run a mile and even in high school i don't know if i ran a mile without stopping i don't know if i've ever done that um so i'm i'm kind of procrastinating because i could probably start training now but i'm gonna wait until i hit that 100 pounds down and i'm gonna start training and uh i think i could probably within six months to a year fuck yeah you can dude you're learn the flying, how to run you're the flying jew mile. Well, I wish I could. I wish I could fly. I, I can't imagine God. If I had that pain you're talking about, I wouldn't make it through six miles of of. of I would have quit. I would have been on a golf cart. Nah, believe me, you wouldn't have. I'm telling you, man. I, I remember first starting running, and I, I when I first started at my heaviest, I threw up at a quarter of a mile, 0.25 miles. I threw up. Anyone can do it. It's just fucking. Just the next day, I went back. I did point like three seven, and I was like, oh, whatever. It's a fucking. It's a 
it's an improvement. You know, Did you throw up on the second day too. No, no, no. I got lucky. I got lucky. Okay. I was but, gonna say if you throw up every day, that might be an it. Maybe you should stop running. Yeah, um, maybe. Or just fucking, you know, suck it up. Keep going. You know, that's that's how my that's how like I said, I that's why I meant earlier when I had when I listened to your podcast, I have both. Like I have both you and Joey in my head at all times because because that's how my parents are. My parents are always to suck it up, people. Like, and not in a mean way, like they're always very confident and they're always very like, if I did a good job, they would tell me a good job. But if I was being a pussy, they would also say, You're being a pussy. And they would always fucking push me up the hill. Like there was never a, a dull moment with them. So I totally got that from the podcast. And and I would tell myself, like, hey, you can do this shit. It ain't nothing. And the next thing you know, I, I finished them out. Super proud of myself. Then I got to two and I fucking ran 26. So I mean, like anyone, anyone can do it, man. It's just it's just showing up every day. That's it, man. It sucks balls, but fuck, you get used to it pretty quick. And then after that, you're good to go, man. That's wild. Good for you. Thanks, man. So uh, are, you, are you doing stand-up right now? No, I've I've done four minutes in, in 13 months. It's depressing. Yeah, right? Fuck, man. I'm, I'm working on some bits right now, and I, I'm waiting to go back, but I don't know, man. Oh, we- how did you perform at the fourth wall or you just went yeah to i did once actually my first time my first time going there was right after fucking joey went it was depressing dude it sucked oh ass. yeah it sucked <laughs> ass because I, I i went there like i finally had the guts to go try it um and i lived way i lived like closer to orange county so i just wanted to go somewhere where no one would know me and where i can just like try material and not feel bad about it around other open micers and i get there and i'm panicking and i go to the 7-eleven i get like a little four loco because i just need some liquid courage and uh fucking right when i get there joey's doing his shit and i'm like he's like i'm about to go to the store right now cocksuckers i just want to be around a bunch of fucking savages before i go and you're there <laughs> i'm like dude this sucks i gotta follow joey like i haven't even done it. this is my first set i've ever done and i was like That's damn funny. this is this is the fucking this is what it takes and it's not like something i'm trying to like pursue like full full throttle i just i just think it's fun it's it's just it's good to get your creativity out and it helps with podcasting a lot tremendously too so oh yeah i agree i i don't know if i'll ever be a uh a full stand-up comedian um, again, but I, I miss it. And as soon as it, I'm about to get my, I have like what about two weeks until my second shot. Um, so once I get that, and I can, and it's not even really open here at all. I was in Florida for a couple months, but and it was open down there. But um, I have like a 98 year old aunt, and and my dad is in his 60s, and I, uh, I'm, I, I have bad lungs as it is, so. I didn't want to risk getting COVID, but as soon as I get this vaccine, um, I'm going to, and, and it opens, I'm going to start doing it again. Fuck. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man. Um, what's like your, your Instagram and like the names of your podcast again. So all the listeners can uh, go tune into that stuff. Sure. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, follow me on everything. Um, if you're watching this, uh, my name is right down. Oh, where is it? Right down there. Um, it's L E E S Y A T T on everything. Lee Syatt. And uh, the two podcasts that I have are What Was I Thinking? And uh, the weight loss one, which Danny will be a guest on, is called The Wasteland Podcast. Lee, Lee, Leland, dude, thanks for coming on. I, That's right. This is awesome, man. I can't wait to be on your show, dude. It was uh, it's just surreal, man. I, I can honestly say I've heard your voice for over a thousand fucking episodes, which is nuts. Like, I don't even talk to my friends that fucking much. So, uh, you know, it's, true. it's pretty unique, man. It's uh, it's pretty surreal media and it's uh, it's been fun, man. I'll, I'll see you on your show. It's it's great to uh, to talk to you, Danny, and thank you for having me on. Of course, brother. See you, man. Take care. Bye. There it is. Our interview with Lee Boom Boom, the Christ killer, fucking the flying Jew, Lee Lee Leland Syat. Super awesome, man. I was so happy to get that guy on the show, dude. He he's a legend, man. Honestly, dude. That his uh like I said, going back to his time on the church as a co-host, which like the, like I said, the podcast is over. I mean, his episodes with just Joey were just just epic, man. Them two together, I, those are my favorite episodes. Without not even guests, just them two. You know, uh, I learned a lot uh, in life, just in general, just from those two guys on those on those episodes. And then now with his new podcast, with what was I thinking in the waistline, man? It's just the dude's the best, man. You, you can't get better than that guy, man. Heart of gold, always wanting to help everybody and. And I'm excited to go on his podcast now, where I'll get talk. I can talk about how I used to be a fat boy, real fat fuck. You know, we'll get we'll get down brass tacks on that one. Which I'm not a lawyer, so I won't say brass tacks no more. Uh, but thanks guys for listening. Uh, like I said, go check out uh, the What Was I Thinking podcast and the uh, Waistline podcast, and go check out Lee at at Lee Syatt on Instagram. 
And uh, I'll catch you guys soon, man. Peace. I want to be around To pick up the pieces When somebody breaks your heart Some somebody twice as smart As I A somebody who will swear to be true as you used to do with me who'll leave you to learn that misery loves company wait and see I mean I want to be around to See how he does it when he breaks your heart to bits. Let's see if the puzzle fits so fine. And that's when I'll discover that revenge is sweet. As I sit there applauding from a front row seat when somebody breaks your heart like you.